0: And there came a day. A day unlike any other. When Earth's mightiest podcasters found themselves united
1: to have the conversations you always wanted to have about the films you love. With great power comes great responsibility. I just finally know what I have to do. Mr. McGee. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
2: Avengers!
1: Assemble.
0: Welcome to the cult Classic Comics Show.
1: Here we go. Spinning wheel welcome everyone to the cult classic comic show i'm one of your hosts carmelo chimera
2: my name is omie gonzalez
1: i am one of your other hosts jason chawala
0: and i'm the last host emily hunter
1: we saved the best for last right emily <laughs> the, host exactly. the most hostess with the mostest hostess with the most i like that uh, and we haven't scared her off after, what is this, like our 7th or 8th episode? So that means this show is officially not misogynistic. That's right, I'm calling it.
2: <laughs> it's not. That's, that's it's not, not, not how that works at that's all. Exactly, that's exactly
1: stop. how it works.
3: <laughs>
1: Isn't it like the thing? I you're, think Emily you're...
3: just has Stockholm Syndrome at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I drink so much. <laughs> yeah.
3: She's just, the police are going to come get her and she's even like, no, 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 They they treat
1: me so well. I love them. Stop. You know what's funny is we can talk about how much we drink all day long, but if we said anything about gambling, I'd have to add a disclaimer that's like, if you or a loved one suffers from a gambling addiction, please call one eight hundred Gamblers Anonymous. Right? Like, but but oh, you get you get drunk? Yeah, fuck yeah, man, I'll drink with you. Like totally fine. Yeah. Absolutely. What are we watching today, Emily? What are we watch? What are we talking about today? Oh, it's Batman,
3: the Mask of the Phantasm, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mask
1: of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phangasm. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> no, it seriously is. This movie is, I think, like, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about this movie. Anybody? Anyone?
2: No, no, not at all. I mean, I- I've,
1: got, I've got my, I've got my gripes, but I'm not going to trash it. Yeah, you get a curb stop yep. if you trash this movie on this show. Like, we're going down. Like, it's the way I defend it. I defended the fucking Schumacher Batman films. I will die for fucking Fangasm, the movie, Mask of the Fangasm.
0: For a cartoon, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, yes, there were some little things that were irritating, but I think it was
1: well done. I liked the storyline overall, so was, it was definitely was this... geared the was this the first time you'd seen it, Emily, or have you seen this before?
0: I had. I didn't realize there was a movie. I had seen like the cartoon, like back in the day on television, and that's. I was like, wait a minute, this is like the same artwork and same characters. What's going on? I had no idea there was a movie. Somehow that escaped my childhood.
3: No, honestly, they did. Um, one of the biggest issues with this movie was poor marketing, and that's why it did so terrible. Theatrically, no, it didn't, but like uh, yeah. afterwards on, like, DVD numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the... Of but, um, the movies we watched, this one's, like, a true cult classic because it it bombed in the box office for reasons we'll get into, but is like, universally beloved after the fact and has, like, a huge secondary market, you know, on, on streaming and, and DVDs and tape and whatever. So, like, to Jason's point, like, it's... It is a huge success, but, like, what you might call an underground success, because it formed a following. I think that's like the definition of, like, a cult classic.
3: Yeah. And if I read correctly, this was an original story, right? This was not based
1: off any comic book arc, right? Yep. Oh you're the comic man. Yep. What's it based so, on, if anything?
2: That's the villain. new villain, the uh, Phantasm They. It's one of the great ones where it came back. It came into comic form after the fact, very much like um, the animated series created Harley Quinn. So this is a new character, new, new, new way approach um and based on the the hotness of the the animated series i don't know how it bombed honestly like you know looking at it yeah and, does somebody want to tell us what it's about
1: uh i mean i'll do the i'll do the synopsis if you guys well, i don't know. for this but uh
2: all right just do it you're fine you're good. you're real good at it Carm. that's why oh really you know see omi
1: knows how to work me he knows how to work me eating good yeah
2: good at it. No. sorry feed my you ego you
1: gotta be okay. good
0: at one thing just-
1: Obi's boosting my ego. Emily's chopping it down. I like that. It keeps me balanced. Uh, So Batman Mask of the Phantasm uh, takes place when uh, Batman is a well-established vigilante and crime fighter. And a new vigilante appears on the scene, the Phantasm, who starts murdering mobsters. And uh, Batman is wrongfully blamed for the murders. Uh, But while Batman's beginning to investigate, he is... uh, dragged back into old personal conflicts when his, his ex fiance, Andrea Beaumont returns to town. Uh, but her is there to stop her father from avenging their family against a group of mobsters who, who chased them out of town decades earlier, uh, with the help of their, the, a slimy associate Turn city councilman, Arthur Reeves. So while Reeves and the police chase Batman down, Batman discovers the truth that, uh, in fact, Andrea herself is the phantasm. Her father was murdered by the the mob, and she's here to avenge them. Uh, but before he can confront her, unfortunately, the mobsters invoke the only person who can protect them from Batman, the Joker. And so Batman has to face down with his greatest enemy uh, to protect his newest enemy and his, his lost love. So that's uh, Mask of the Phantasm, a, a truly epic tale and a genuine detective story that uh, I... I applaud. I mean, I just, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic story.
3: How, how difficult would this have been to structure this as a live action film?
1: I don't think very, because a lot of it is, has flashbacks, which we've seen done. We've seen Batman begins where they use the flashback mechanism really effectively. Uh, And the set pieces while extraordinary aren't, I mean, it, Look, in the 90s, maybe it would have looked cheesy, but in the 2000s, right? Yeah. Like a $200 million movie, you could build, the the finale takes place at like the World of Tomorrow World's Fair.
2: Again, the Batman animated series was really hot at the time. And this movie was thought to be, I think it was supposed to go direct to video though first, right?
3: Originally, you know? yeah. And it was, it was riding the popularity. So they decided to put it in theaters, but like it was just such poor marketing or maybe they didn't have enough time to market it that it, it just bombed in the theaters. It like barely broke even or it didn't even break even in theaters.
1: It was also only in theaters for like three weeks. Like they pulled it super quick. And and you're right. They only had eight months. So they were making a made for DVD or at the time made for VHS movie. Then they had eight months to get it ready for film. So the marketing suffered, but also the aspect ratio. The, this was, remember, TVs were square. This was yeah, a square show, right? They had to now they had to draw like fucking twenty percent more picture or more on the sides to make it, and I don't even think they finished right i didn't I noticed this on this viewing there's a couple of shots where they do this weird black frame around the like it's kind of fuzzy, it's kind of ovalish it's very quick it's for close ups of people's faces and I, like they do it on Andrea they do it on the mobster. And I thought it was weird until I read that about the aspect ratio and I realized they didn't finish. They didn't have enough time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fox second on that stuff. Yeah, It's only a
1: couple shots, but it's there.
2: I I mean, we all know anybody that's done a project, we all know that timeline is, is the devil, right? Like, um, but it's the devil we need and they did a great job putting this thing together. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it when it first came out. I enjoyed it my entire thirties cause I put this movie on repeat in my thirties. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's, it's real and it's, it's a, it's a, something that we should all appreciate more. I mean, we, so
3: three of us have seen this movie multiple times. What about you, M? This was your first go around. Would you, what, what, what were your thoughts as the, you know, fresh eyes on the product?
0: sometimes I pick up on other things that you guys don't and maybe it's because I'm female and I pick up on more of the love stories and the things like that. But um, I was actually surprised at how much um, this one, well, and it's been in the other movies, but I feel like it definitely portrayed the, the more sad side of being Batman having to deal with like living two different lives and giving up one thing versus the other. So it's either being the Batman or giving up the chance to lead a normal a normal life what we consider normal we're
3: yeah, or, or trying um, to have a love life
0: yeah so i felt like it was a little bit more spot on and it hit a little bit harder for me and that side but overall i thought it was really good i didn't you guys might pick up more on, like, the detectives and the corrupt people and everything. I don't pay attention to that stuff as much, and I don't know why that is. I still, I pick up on it. I just don't care, <laughs> I guess <laughs>
1: is the other <laughs> word. Well, I, but, but uh, that's right. Like, isn't isn't <laughs> it right that the, the narrative, the mystery, whatever, like, yeah, that gets us from, like, A to B, but if you don't have the dimension of, like, character growth or love interest or, I mean, a versa, like... Who cares if there aren't people in the middle of it who feel what happens? Even if it's a disaster thing where like thousands of people die, those movies always focus on a couple of people because we can't connect to mass crowds. We connect to like specific people. And here we're connecting to Batman. So like I'm with you, like this, this, like there's another dimension beyond the narrative. And if you don't get that, then there's no stakes anymore. Who cares? Right. True.
3: Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like every single Batman bo- movie has the skeleton of mm-hmm. a de- detective noir, and then it's like new skin and organs that they're constantly changing out for each film to just kind yeah. of, you, you know, br- give, give, give some fresh air to the story.
0: I thought also maybe yeah. it could have been because I watched the TV show that it, it maybe I felt more of a connection with this one versus maybe some of those newer ones like the Nolan movies. I didn't watch them that much. I don't
3: know. Maybe it was a nostalgia thing. I think I think for what's like, okay, 1993. What's for the most part, I think we can all agree is like a children's film. I was surprised by how much emphasis there was on love and relationships. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't see that. You see that now, like in a in an animated film, like today, with like Pixar movies or like. Um, you know, some some of the, even like Disney or Warner Brothers movies, animated films. Mm-hmm. But you're talking yeah. early 90s, cartoons were just like mostly for kids, right? Am I remembering that correctly? That like cartoons, for the most part, were for like mostly yeah. for kids? Yeah.
1: No, I think you're dead on. I don't think the adult cartoon came about till well into the thousands. Yeah, I mean, I'm we thinking.
3: had our Beavis and Buttheads and our Ren and Stimpies, but it was like, for the most part, Shrek. This Batman Batman animated series was... For kids, you know, you look at the, you look at the toy line, the toy line screams like for children. So I, I was surprised by how much emphasis there was on, on the love and romance and relationships and, um, just like, uh, Bruce Wayne's eternal struggle in this, in this movie, yeah. just really surprised by that altogether. That's why I thought it was, that's why I thought it meant that I just see there being a lot of room for error in, in animation.
1: Well, and, and to, to connect your point to Emily's, which I think is right, is not only does this have this love story, it has a tragic love story because- I saw love stories growing up, but it was like Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and and they they always end up together happy. This movie is sad. And when Emily was like, I thought this was sad, like she's right. That's when I grew up watching this movie. The ending made me cry when Batman finds the necklace in the Batcave and like has that moment. That's so good. And it made me really sad. And, and yes, they ended on the epic shot of him swinging just a moment later, which only accentuates that like he chose duty over love, but, or rather fate chose it for him, but it made me fucking sad. And to have a love story that was a tragic love story for kids. It's an
3: impressive feat, I think. And
1: that's why the fucking animated series is beloved. It is impressive. It is. And that's why that whole series is like sacrosanct today. Like nobody says a bad thing about Batman yeah. animated series. Cause every episode. Yeah. Um, animated.
2: I mean, Paul Dini is a genius like that, what he did with that character and the audacity of creating a new, new villain right out of the gut is brilliant. Um, I, I yeah. even though I know Batman has been overdone over and over and over in the movies, I, I feel terrible because only 10% of his rogues gallery has actually showed up. Um, In movies, Um, and you know, this one creating a new character, creating love interest, and I I would I would say that he did choose his love interest. He picked the Joker, right? He defended the Joker yet again, only showing again how much that's a love story between Batman and the Joker. Um, But you know, this um, this movie. It came out of nowhere. They were they were definitely coming out of the you know there was some beauty that happened in Batman the animated series that can't be accomplished in comic books. Uh, from some of the violence being shown off screen, right? Watching Batman, of course, but like that was the first time I felt like they were making grown-up cartoon. You know that that was really there, but still talk to the young people. I, I feel like that when I watch SpongeBob sometimes. You know, like SpongeBob is a really dirty character and. Uh, <laughs> there is me and my kid laughing at it right like um they really did a good job of creating this character and then they flexed their muscle by making this movie like what do we did this not as a not as a not as a combo not as a one-off not i think bruce tim's art needs to be seen on a big scale and and it's it's gorgeous like it's just a great direction um i am troubled that they never really believed in it the company right because they rushed it they didn't know what to do with it I mean, no one knew what to do with it right there. And then after three weeks, they took that shit out. Like, and and the fact that it's still being talked about and it made probably even more money when it went to, you know, any streaming service shows how great of a story this is. And, And Dini really needs to get some love and appreciation.
1: Yeah, and you've heard me complain before that I think like Warner Brothers as a studio specifically is reactionary. Bad, good, yeah. bad or different they 're reactionary, and this is a good example we 're doing a direct to d v d movie. Wait, the show's popular. Put yeah. it in theaters wait it 's not doing no, pull great it from theater. pull it out of theaters yeah. like they do not have the it from right they don 't have the conviction to follow through on anything, and of course, this is going to come back to bite me in the ass because, like as my film career gets started in i 'm sure in five years. Warner Brothers will be the studio to give me a break, and then they'll hear this podcast and be like, "Oh, you're done, <laughs> right?" Like that's what's going to happen. But it's not, you know. In, in defense of Future Carmelo, it's not a studio as like an an entity. It's the executives there, and I'm sure whoever's there in 1993 is not there anymore. Uh, but like this is the reactionary problem, right? They put they put this movie in theaters, so they had to redraw a bunch of shit. But then they didn't do the work of marketing. Is it? The- yeah, and still
2: doing to continue comic books you know to this day we still haven't gotten a definite like we're going to continue doing you know monthly publications This that when that's on the table it's like how much do you believe in this ip so um what, what Carmen is meant to say warner brothers is don't give him a fucking deal at all fuck him um fuck his movies <laughs> there's some kid named fred but wow no, no, all right don't, don't, thanks don't, don't switch sides right now Carm. we're gonna do this all right
1: <laughs> I don't I don't need you, okay? I've got Freddie Torres. Fun, he's he's fun, the fun, biggest fan movie. in the universe. Uh-huh. I don't need you. He'll watch all my movies. I love it. He's gonna fund my next movie, yeah. With uh, the he's probably can t- look between his uh couch uh-huh. cushions in the back seat of his
2: <sighs> I, I didn't yeah. think uh, in did
1: like
2: this I-
0: one I- the it was an intense soundtrack. I was surprised. And like right opening scene, I was like, is this an adult cartoon or is this like going to be a real cartoon? And then at the end it busted out with that sexy saxophone music. And all I could think was, uh, what's his name? Tim Capello or whatever from like the lost boys. was going to come out like
1: <laughs> w- they shiny body. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I greased up for today's show. Let me disrobe.
0: <laughs> Get some
2: chains. <laughs> no. And
1: how about like that Fuck that opening, like, like the Gregorian chants, like it, it one, it gives me chills. Those like chants, it's insane.
0: From what I understand, what I researched was that they're supposed to be the actual names of the show's composers and producers, brilliant. but backwards. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't
3: know if that's
1: true. That, that's true. that is brilliant. I'm going to remake brilliant. the theme song to the show, I'm going to hire someone to just be like, oh me gonzalez my, and jason c2 <laughs> sorry i was trying to make the syllables work we'll get your names in there i promise
2: take my money it works fuck that shit yeah yeah
1: yeah i heard that too emily i think you're right i think that's ex- well what the fuck else are they saying right like batman is great and his dick is big too <laughs> fucking love this theme so i run to this theme song I make love to this theme. All right,
3: you should take Batman's taking <laughs> your drink. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. as you know, I was I was the model for Batman's full frontal nudity in Batman Black Number One, so like, hey. no
2: connection, he and I. They yeah. <laughs> <did> go naked. <laughs> An hour in, like, oh t- yeah. You, like that?
3: you could have watched it twice in a row if you wanted yep. to. love that. Matt. As long
0: as the other movies have been, yeah.
3: Yep. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, there's not a, there's yeah, not a dead second
3: was, in this, this movie. This movie was straight in and out. It was like blink and you're done. Just like Jason it when he makes like, love. It wasn't like um, Dark Knight Rises. It was like three hours and 44 minutes. That's
1: how Omi makes love. That's Is what she boy. said. That's
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. shit was perfect. No, yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it's out. It fucking does its job. It doesn't bitch. I love it. Get it done. Get it done. Uh,
0: I, did find I did find some things funny about it. All right, though. let's have it. Let's uh, have it.
1: All right, time for Emily to become the least okay. favorite member of this podcast. Because I, 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 Lord knows I can't carry that cross.
0: No, it's it's funny because it's funny cause it's actually funny, it's actually funny <laughs> but. At one point, and I wasn't even drinking, watching this. But at one point, when the phantasms walk, going the superpowers, like, the and dusting. then the um, the Joker beating the the phantasm or whatever, Andrea with the his meat, <laughs> like wow, wow, his yeah. slap. <laughs> <wow. It's> sla- <laughs> wow.
2: sla- Somebody was. I don't get fired when that shit showed, and they like it went through. Are you fucking? <laughs> I know, right?
3: It went through, and this movie stayed PG. It
2: went through. Okay,
3: cool. <laughs> Speaking of Joker, um, any Star Wars fans out there want to make the connection? Anybody want to guess what the what the connection is with Star Wars? There,
1: there's a connection between Mark Hamill, the actor who it's played the, the Joker, actor. and Mark Hamill, the actor well, who don't? played Luke Skywalker. Why? No, tell me what it is.
3: He does, a, he does. He does. He doesn't equally. He doesn't equally
1: voice. No. He equally I guess you die a hero, or you he live long enough to see yourself become the villain. regular
3: actor. Physical acting.
1: Yeah. Astounding. I mean, it, it's it's true though. Mark Hamill is like a gift to nerddom. Like all around, he's like a. He's like fucking like Oscar Isaac or Andy Serkis. Like he's one of those guys that's like the linchpin of ten different franchises. Have you are, ever seen the videos of
2: him like doing the Joker's voice, the booth, uh, <laughs> and he just turns into the character. Like it's it's almost like like you know hair tingling to see him do it because um, you stop seeing him as a human and you just start seeing the Joker um, from the laugh to the to the cadence to to just his body language. It's all the Joker. Um, and he's he's the best Joker voice we've ever had. Um,
3: That's what makes him the ultimate professional.
1: The he... Yeah, and there's like a like an added treat if you're a fan of The Flash is they put him on the show as the trickster who he played in the 90s live action Flash, but then who he plays as like a real life Joker. And so it's so did this on a cartoon yeah. you love. And oh, by the way, he's also Luke Skywalker. It's all, it's actually awesome yeah. to see him be like a live totally. action Joker was the trickster on Flash. It was great. Yeah. Uh Jason, you mentioned the toys earlier. I have a quick, I have a fun one for you. You guys might know this story, but that's why we're here is to tell stories. Uh, So there is a toy line, right, from Mask of the Phantasm. There are a lot of toys. And this fucking toy line, they made the Phantasm figure with removable shroud so that you could see Andrea Beaumont underneath. And they they packaged the figure with the shroud off the figures came out before the movie so the oh no. the twist ending was spoiled for hardcore fan now probably not as bad as it was today right like it probably didn't hit i mean there wasn't right there wasn't like an internet where we would do this and if there was oh, it wasn't the kind stands. of place it is today Assholes. but anyone who know, saw oh, that fucking toy all in 1993 seven people were just had
3: the movie ruined for them
1: <laughs> yeah
3: i had that toy in my
1: basement yep Adult toy collectors, yeah. <laughs> adult toy like, collectors. Where's Both of them breakfast
3: were I'm upset. Wow. <laughs> Omi's like, um, like, um, like, dang, you called me out.
2: Wow. It's just me and myself all alone. I, Wait, I have boy. that
1: toy locked it's up like burrito. Annabelle from The Conjuring. <laughs> oh, no. wow.
2: It's just me yeah, yeah that's, that's some bullshit. Like, Omi's like, toys. y'all had I'm toys when, we when you were kids? Your, fuck your you. basement right now. You know, fuck that. Guys. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Like,
1: we didn't have the toys. a lot of toys down there. My basement is a toy gallery. For those of you who don't know, it's like a fucking museum. I actually charge admission to my basement. So <laughs> it's like a thing. Got a lot of toys. <laughs> I, uh And I'm putting up a comic gallery too. There's going to be a comic gallery soon. uh. But in the meantime, like, yeah, this toy is like lock under lock and key oh. for war crimes. The way Annabelle is in the country. Yeah. Like, this toy. I didn't this know movie, the toy so came out. Before I have movie. it, That's but it's, it's under lock and key.
2: So there's some, um, you know, Helena... Oh, I mean, my uh, comic guy. Can you name the, for me I mean, the two um, sorry, comic books Andrea that this is inspired by, Helena, even though it's an original who story? Who is the I mean, Huntress? What you got? Uh, has a very similar backstory. Her father is a gangster, and um, she doesn't approve of the ways that are going about. Has a boyfriend killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So you see that there's some connections between the Huntress. Um, but, and, you know, I want to say this also is reminiscent of Oh my God. Tal- uh, very much in the 80s and the, se- uh, the 70s and the 80s, Batman was hooking up with Talia quite a bit. Um, which kind of got forgotten about for a while. I mean, there's this one, I didn't even know
3: that. that
2: literally, he's fucking um, Talia Agul butt naked but has his cow still on. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot who I want to stop until uh. uh with damian, uh, that Talia leave the and, mask on uh, baby child, it's better that way uh damian wayne um and that was way in the 2000s that didn't that didn't happen anytime during this movie so someone was in the deep track someone was doing a, a great job reading some batman comic books um but as in story-wise it was it was not new but the love interest tied with the huntress storyline was was great storyline
1: was great this is why I ask you this shit because I had some answers to this question myself I would not have thought of the Huntress and that's a brilliant analogy and I would and she would not appear in this universe until a decade later in Justice League Unlimited so she does show up later but like not even in Batman animated series so I think you're dead on and that's brilliant um I didn't think of Talia either and until I think until Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman you're right. Talia took over as like the love interest of the 70s and the 80s. Um, and it has a huge payoff with Damian Wayne. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. I think that's brilliant. The The canned answers I had that the writers gave, which I think is, isn't wrong, is obviously Batman Year One, right? Specifically when he's going out and he's not in costume yet. And I think they wanted to do that because in, they hadn't done that in the show. So they show him as sort of like, So the problem year one gets to that this movie touches on is like, people aren't afraid of an esque, People are afraid of the bat. And that's the, that's when he goes from vigilante to legend is when he becomes the bat. This movie does that. Uh, So that's year one. The second thing is Batman year two, which is a Todd McFarlane book. I've only read recently. I read to prepare for the show and the villain there's called the Reaper. He looks a lot like the phantasm he acts right. He acts a lot like the phantasm, but the twist. And I love that the show did this. The twist is that, uh, it really is the father in, in that. And Batman's in love with and dating the Reapers daughter who would otherwise have become a nun. She leaves the order to date Bruce and he's ready to marry her. But her father is this killer, the Reaper. And, uh, and it's a fun comic where Batman actually teams up with Joe chill who killed his parents and uh, he defeats the Reaper. I think this this movie, I think they did not do the Reaper because they wanted to do their twist, so they didn't want to be like stuck with that. Um, in the comics, fun fact, he tells Chill who he is. Chill escapes. Chill goes to the other criminals. And he's like, guys, I, I made Batman. I killed his parents. I made Batman. And his real name is, and then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You, you made Batman. This is your fault. And he's like, "Yeah, why do you ask?" And they're like, "He made Batman. Get him!" So they fucking <laughs> kill Joe Chill, and he never this tells anybody he, who Batman is. Really returns. Fun story. Well, he never, this if this ever his makes way it to YouTube, to show us. He's you like, guys "Fuck look. yeah, yeah I'm done." Yeah. Right <laughs>
2: Batman. Batman.
1: No, it's okay. Batman Returns. Uh, so, I know this... For those of you listening on iTunes, this is disappointing, but I have here the the deluxe Batman action figure based on year two. It just yeah. came out. It's like Spawn's cape, fun. yeah. It's just blue. And it's yeah. based on his art style, but like... And if you know McFarlane, you know, like, you look at this cape and it's like, this is Spawn's cape. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, he was doing this shit, like, he was getting ready for Spawn. And it's just... It's cool to see. I think McFarlane's like a neat dude. I like how entrepreneurial he is. I like yeah, how diverse yeah. he is. So I mean, he makes fun of over himself. The, more himself than when, con, uh, when he was popular.
2: Cons, I really kind drawing. of admire him. Over He'll there, draw so Spawn cool. on a profile exactly and then be like, nice. and if you just put ears here, yeah. you know, you can see what I was really trying to work for. Um, yeah.
1: That's why McFarlane rocks. Cause when you can make fun of yourself, you've got like big dick energy and then no one can top it. Like, like if you make fun of McFarlane, he's of like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I can make fun of me better than you can make fun of me. you're you like similar,
0: not upbringings, but the same thing where like Bruce Wayne's parents got killed. And then you had, um, Andrea's parents or father get killed. And it was kind of like that line that Alfred said about, you know, uh, vengeance blackens the soul and how he always felt like Bruce might fall one way um, at some point, but it hadn't happened. And I feel like that's a very common theme, too, with a lot of the characters in the Batman stories. They have the same, not the same upbringings, but, you know, something's happened and somebody just goes over the line and becomes the murderer versus the vigilante crime justice, justice fighter. So.
3: Yeah, I mean and when you know in a lot of cases heroes and villains have the same or similar origin story it's just that the villain wants to make the world hurt while the hero wants to make the world heal. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. in, in, you know, in a lot of cases That's... heroes and villains have the same or similar
1: origin story it's just that the villain wants to make the world hurt while the hero wants to make the world heal. Yeah, and if you since I know everybody pays super close attention to me when I talk, when I might remember, I gave a lecture during the last episode on the, the five great villains and the phantasm is two of them, right? She's the femme fatale, which is the villain who represents a potentially normal life for the hero, but like also the conflict that it's not possible, but she's the villain. She's the doppelganger as well. She's the villain in a cracked mirror, the the, the, like it's yeah. it, the more similar the origin is, the better this works, which is why, like I mean, and and there's no question yeah, Batman, she literally gets like mistaken for Batman here. in this movie. The conflict that, is that, that, might is be, that literally, be the only right? Plot hole, like, people guess. think he's the Phantasm. Um, and what it does that's by doing a villain who's so see, okay, the Batman, like
2: they deserve, you know, puzzles from. That might be the only film's hole, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: I assume, I assume Batman dropped a big fat envelope off at the press that was like, oh, by the way, the councilman who's been hunting me down, Skeesball. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the cartoon pocket. aspect of Don't it. Don't listen you to know, like, You can not do that. In like and the it was just like, movie. Batman yeah. will be back more week with more fun municipal facts. Then honestly, if this were live action, that's what the movie's missing is like a 10-minute denouement where they're like, Arthur Reeves went to jail, Batman's name got
2: cleared. Yeah. I mean- Like
1: that bit.
2: It was good. Uh, I, don't, I don't see any you know, plot I was came forgiving it, right? that. I don't know audience, what you guys are talking about. That's it was a I great Batman. Really? That, that was
0: my gripe, and just, I- I, it wasn't even a gripe, but also uh, Jason had mentioned it. it just felt Emily and Jason said
1: adult. they had some gripes. Like, what do scenes. you guys got? What's, it was, what's wrong with this movie?
0: But I was like, holy shit, Batman moves quick. Like, even in cartoon form. Oh, my God. It's been two days and I haven't heard from you. I'm like, who do you think you are, lady? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, holy shit, Batman moves quick. Like, even in cartoon form. Oh, my God. It's been two days and I haven't heard from you.
1: Sometimes it's two years. <laughs> Jeez, two
3: years. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Emily waits at least two weeks calling anybody you, back, shit. and even then, she just prank <laughs> dials them just to make sure the number's real. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, We're slowly. I'm <laughs> piecing to together. to go on a first date with you. Shit. Get, a, get go on a first date with her. You can file for social security before the second one. Oh, he
0: is. He is.
1: <laughs> I'm getting a picture of Emily's like man here, and now I imagine him as like a very patient man is what I'm getting.
0: No. You remember this whole cult classic HR? I worked with him. Well, you're also, aren't so. you like a cradle robber? Oh, so it was the
1: two-year two probationary period so he would be legal? Is that what that was? Oh, okay. got this
0: <laughs> I waited. Best oh. <laughs> That's
2: That's HR better. ever. Ever. There he is.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> So good. Anyway, moving
3: on.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, because it's a short movie. Back to this
3: movie. Um, it's a short movie, and it's this movie is the, the what else, what else we got? most like the movie, to the this point movie is, is we've watched. A
1: short it feels hands like down, it.
3: all the way. It's just everything is point is point, point, point A to point B. Point A to point B. Point A to point B. Boom. Roll credits. We're done yeah it's true and then there's just there's just one major twist and it was excellently done as a kid i didn't see that coming probably no sub- because i was a seven year old idiot there's not a single thing, thing, thing that does
1: not service the main story you're absolutely right and then there's just there's just one major twist and it was excellently done but you know like i i first time watching it when i was a kid i didn't see that coming probably because i was a seven year old idiot and you didn't see no, I, you know, and my wife is my litmus test for these because she's not seen a lot of these and she watched it with me and she did not see it coming either. And I think it's cause it's short. I think if you draw this out long enough yeah. where they're like talking about what a father, the significance you, never see, of the you figure future it out. World
0: place but by the time like you notice he's conspicuously really, absent,
1: the really twist nice. Is and then the at the end, mark. it was like
0: the movie has a 15 minute falling apart. What was that right. about? Did that symbolize anything?
1: Yeah, yeah. So to me, so this movie is a cartoon. This movie leans into some literary symbolism a couple of times. Like, as a for instance, when Batman tries to plea his way out of his vows so he can marry Andrea, he's like, it's raining, right? He's at the cemetery in the rain. And that, whenever a character experiences water, that's always experiencing like an existential crisis because water represents life. So when they struggle with water, they're struggling with who they are. So that's like a common thing. The, 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 that's common. What's unique to this movie that I think is brilliant is the world of the future. He's, he visits there with Andrea and everything looks bright and shiny when he's in his youth. The, the, the world of tomorrow is literally pristine and beautiful. And she's like, Do you think we'll yeah. ever see that? Like, then we do see it in the future and the world of tomorrow is decrepit and, and falling apart. And that's what happened to their future, right? Their future fell to pieces and they are playing in its ruins. And I don't think it's an accident that like the Joker's there. The first time he's there with like his his real love or his, his actual love interest, Andrea, it's beautiful and bright. When he's there at the end with the Joker, who as Omi puts it so well, is Batman's actual love interest. It's this nightmarish world. So like this is like the future they built for themselves. They built this thing that's like falling apart. It was full of promise and now it's not... And, and I think, like, the Joker gets it. He obviously doesn't know they were there as kids. But Batman's holding the Joker, and Joker looks, and everything's exploding. This image is burned into my head. And he thinks they're both going to die. And he starts cackling I mean, like, at the event like her a man, at that. Right? He gets tomorrow, the joke in that he moment.
0: He sees the knows, car that now resembles his Oh, this his was Bat Bat the future, mobile. and now it's so burning it's to like, the ground. While Batman and, in, I and hold then, like, each when he other. proposed to her. Well, then yeah, like, and the Joker's like, it's like
1: everything he ever wanted.
2: and then like when he proposed to her then
1: you had a I mean and uh, so I think you guys are everyone dead is on. telling I these stories um, and I and and think they it's get also, a great point of the batman what is it's that he, specifically is the, foreshadowing he is the sad is clown how dark
2: the right is. he's the person that's
1: what that's what that
2: uh we should feel so, like, sorry it's for it's we you shouldn't sad. feel like he's a superhero like he is chasing a, a a goal that doesn't exist his best friend is a madman um he only identifies himself because of the people that he's facing, like he wouldn't know what to do with himself if there was no, no, you know, Riddler. There was no, no one. Um, so the the fact that this story kind of like tapped into it is like, wow, that's, that's fucking big. That's a that's a big thing for a comic book for a cartoon to handle. Um, but they did it. They did it very elegantly, and they did it in a way where it made sense. And he's stealing that that moment of laughter, and I get it, kind of from um, you know, the um, what is it, the Alan Moore story uh uh with the joker where the killing joke I'm sorry killing joke takes the killing joke and he like takes that last scene where batman supposedly kills the joker at the end and stops the joke um so they're taking all this stuff and they they're making it digestible and every, everybody's going to get it right as long as they understand that batman is the doomed character he is the the forever villain and he is forever the person that we should feel really sorry for <laughs>
1: And women. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think if you like, like it's tempting to want to be Batman, right? Because who doesn't want to have like billions of dollars and like all those cool toys and stuff like that. But like the truth is until Batman and I, and I, I don't think enough fiction explores this, but like the fact that he has Dick Grayson and Barbara and all these people, like he builds a family and I would really have liked to have seen, or the IP doesn't let us do that ever. Uh, Dark Knight Rises did. Yeah. doesn't allow for it in canon but you know you but for that you don't want to be Batman he's miserable absolutely and and he's fighting an eternal battle which yep. is like the you're hitting it right at the
2: point like task, he has right? he rolls the, pure bliss in the front of him he has created this entire family like right. he has perfect yeah. he's a millionaire has a world he has people that love about him like he I mean in love yeah. with him like he has 13,000 fucking Robins that will die for him and he ignores like, everything I mean, because of this one fucking goal that does not make any sense. Like, he wants to be tormented. Like, that's what his his MO is. Yeah. Because of this one
1: fucking goal that does not make any sense. Right. Like, he wants to be tormented. Like, that's what
2: his
1: MO is. Right. Exactly right. And I think, like, that's actually one thing I like about the show Arrow, which, especially in the early seasons, was heavily influenced by Chris Nolan's Batman, right? Like, Arrow is... It's basically Batman. They subbed in Oliver Queen. They subbed in Green Arrow lore, but they did Batman. And by the end of that show, he does have a family and he does have love in his life and he does die for them all. But like it's, he embraces the fact that he's not alone anymore. Batman, we need to keep the cycle going. We need to keep the comics coming. So he has to always stay alone. He has to always stay. But in reality, you would think a Batman at some point looks around and realizes, like, I have a son. I have Selena Kyle. I have Dick Grayson. I have Alfred.
2: Like, uh-huh. I mean, anyways, I just think he was that's about really to get married I and, I think catwoman, think cool and that I was like a big thing that, that DC not built old up for to ever, like, for let them to
1: have families, you know?
2: And you fucking hear, and then she leaves her, she leaves him at the altar for no fucking reason because they can't, yeah. They can't and then what happened? The character that way, like he was about to marry the love of his life. Do you remember the story? Yeah. He had with Alfred? Yeah. Can't commit the
1: character that way. yeah because she says like you won't be Batman anymore if you uh, have love yeah she's yeah. like you won't be Batman anymore if you have love in your life yes. and I'm like that's oh exactly God. the story I want to we're, read we're like how like, does he be it was, Batman it was such a fucking
2: cliffhanger right because and I, I forgot what episode I forgot what yeah. uh, issue it was but the whole book we're setting up for Bruce's wedding and this is gonna change the character for, for the future DC even banked on it for like a year saying there's gonna be a change of Batman's life. They sold us on that narrative. And then the day uh, he's having conversations with Alfred about of course you're gonna be my best man, idiot. Like you're the closest thing I ever loved. Like what do you teach? For Selena to be like, nah, you just won't be yourself if I'm around. (laughs) (laughs) Bogus, (laughs) bogus. lame. Talk about
1: clickbait. Right. Garbage, garbage. Garbage. It's lame. It's 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 fucking lazy because what really like what I want to see is the character grow and develop and change. And Jason knows what I'm talking about with this. Is like this happened with Spider Man too, where Spider Man had Mary Jane and he had a she was pregnant, and then instead of exploring a life of Spider Man with a child, which I think is exactly on point, he's all about. Responsibility, so like conflicting responsibilities, is where Spider-Man stories come from. It used to be, how do I be Spider-Man and take care of my aunt. Now it's, how do I be Spider-Man and take care of a baby. But instead of that, Mary Jane miscarries. Then, <laughs> they they don't just get they do get divorced. They get back together. Then they undo the marriage completely, like they're, they never. They're did. afraid
3: of they're afraid of it's losing. Like they're all so the afraid young of doing an adult audience. Spider-Man
1: story because so they scary. don't know what to do that they would that, rather. That. And at the expense of us, right? Like, yes, I was a teenager when I read Spider-Man. Now I'm married. Now I'm thinking about kids, right? Like, I would love to read about a superhero who has to juggle their kids. Batman could have been that guy, man. Batman could have been... Right? I mean, yeah. it, that should have been a twist. It's like Selena Kyle's pregnant and he has a new yeah. baby. Yeah, he skipped, that, they like skipped Damien all the way like to Robin, that. right? You know, but like, what about Batman with a baby?
0: Doing different storylines that still appeal to the masses and the young generations. Why don't they try to do something that pulls in a different demographic?
2: Exactly. And just like the video game culture, right? Where video games came out with the Atari. And instead of staying in Atari format, of, no. of course, technology had to help with this it grew with its audience, right? So the games now are different from what my I would allow my daughter to, to play, right? Like there's no way in hell I'm gonna let her yes. play some of the games that I'm playing right now. But the that market knew to grow up with us. So it's now yeah. giving us a, adult content in video game format. Like, you know, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of the best stories yep. you'll ever see in the world. Like not in a video game, but in the world. Yep. And knew that, like, why can't right. Warner Brothers or whoever the fuck owns DC, whenever it happens, understand that, like, you could always reboot and give us the finished ending. Because my pockets as a professional of, I don't know how you're married, my man, like, I'm still trying to figure that shit out, like, straight up.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, I don't know, Chrissy, my number 401, um, right. but. It's <laughs> that's, that's probably what it is. All, all all 13 seconds it's, of it. It's my endless sexual
1: stamina. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, And that includes that
2: includes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's generous. You can go for 13, kiss, 13 seconds Side of the face and goes in. Yeah, let's go <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's like why does what to the second hit like let this man get married. Let him make choices as Batman with a baby at home. Right? Like not don't give him a, 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 a you know, a dad bod. I'm not saying go that far. What I'm saying is like let his priorities change when he has new things in his life. I thought Damien was gonna be that and guess what? They killed fucking Damien. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, right. That's exactly what we're talking about, right? They finally give him a son. And him, he's Robin, so, like, you can keep him.
0: If you had a Batman, Batman kill him that was making like, decisions or, like, those snap decisions I, just, I mean, I don't understand. Having a family back at home. Like, the different choices that would be made and how different the storyline
2: could be. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine a Batman that realizes how powerful Bruce Wayne is <sighs> to a point <laughs> where he has to let go of Batman yep. and realize it, that the it, money and the control, and also becoming that Batman Inc that Grant Morrison tried to start. Like, I'd rather train people and create systems. Yeah. Can you imagine that being allowed to grow? Not just like hinted, don't put yep. the tip in, give me the whole fucking thing, you know, like falls in, <laughs> you know? So. Don't put the tip give me the whole fucking thing,
1: you know, like. All the way. <laughs>
2: He said he's done I want that. Grant Morrison
1: like, to give
2: it to us all. He the said way, he's dumb. They don't allow they him to do what good. he wanted to do. And he was doing some real. When he made Dick Grayson, Batman. Yeah, and he made. When he made. Oh, man. It, those are some of the best stories because now the person that has yeah, the attitude. It was is awesome. Damien. You know, he's the curmudgeon of the story of the relationship. And it's like, no, Damien, we don't kill. And <laughs> it's like, Who says? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who, like, Wait, who, who said that? That's stupid. Wait, why, why? You know why, like, what? Like, does that figure out? And it, it's some of the best dynamics because yeah. Batman Bruce has always been of of Dick's uh of the bat uh the Batmobile. Looks at him fight, and he's like, if only he knew how much I looked up to him, and if only he knew I was training every day of my life just to be half as good as he is. And then he gets out of the Batmobile, fuck like fucks people up. It's like, dude, that's the story I want. They won't allow us to grow. They won't allow us to do this.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. They don't. And and to Emily's point, they could do both. In the '90s, they had Legends of the Dark Knight, the comic book that ran concurrently with the main continuity. And Legends of the Dark Knight was all flashback stuff. That's where we get like Henry Ducard and some of that. Batman wandering the earth storylines, So it's like you have, you could run multiple titles. You could run your main continuity where he's an adult and so forth. And then you could run like Batman flashback edition or whatever you want to call it. And it would be about him like in his early days. Just, I mean, either you could do it all Uh. if you wanted, but they don't think that way. And I think that's a nice way to bring it home to phantasm and wrap up our show because This was an example of something that was totally enjoyable for adults. It's not a kid's show with adult shit peppered in as like a wink. This was like engaging and totally accessible. And it was the most violent that cartoon ever got. They didn't, like this show, you can straight up see punches and blood and stuff they couldn't show in the main cartoon. So they were able to up the ante, but they also did not, uh, they also did not foreclose the children because yes you want to keep us happy like the grown-up nerds who have the disposable income but you have to create the next generation if you do not create the next generation when you and i and emily and jason bite it that's the end of all of this stuff so you need to have accessible stuff for kids and it needs to reward us phantasm does that better than almost any other comic book property in theater sense (laughs) the end what did you watch
0: <laughs> i'm good here yeah. i'm, I'm good. sorry think, closing thoughts
1: on fantastic who was anything this is probably else probably our longest to say episode it. yeah what i'm good here a
2: whole bunch this is probably our
1: longest episode not even we're we're still we're at 54 minutes we're doing great uh we like to keep the show under an hour so it's like kind of with your commute um, I like longer podcasts, but you have to have like a time commitment and, yeah. and people don't listen. So, I mean, would this podcast have been better if we had an hour of fluff in it? Like probably not. So um, that's why we keep it short.
3: Did I say um, I watched the Phoenix rising? Did I say that last anyways, week?
1: Uh, what did you watch Jason?
2: What About the
3: Marilyn Manson stuff?
2: Um, so yes,
3: I did. All right. So I'm, I got a few, I got like two episodes left of succession season three. Yes. You did. Um, excellent show. Great and i think that's it yeah that that's all i've been watching so far is just um Season succession and then my usual um uh what's it called last week tonight with um on hbo
0: hmm. that movie that came out how was that uh, it was pretty good i was i wanted it to be more like the movie clue oh, but
2: good. it,
0: it kind of was but it wasn't like as funny but it was good um, and then we started watching that TV show Midnight Mass, which I actually enjoy. That's um, a, and then, that's and good then, for my own entertainment, you might you, you oh, might good. kick me off the show. And then, Bridgerton.
2: Get it, girl. <laughs> you might, you might, you
3: Bridgerton.
0: <laughs> I needed I some girl happened. stuff. I watched that by myself. Cut her mic. Cut That's it, a divorcee's dream. I
3: watched that by myself. That's a, a, a divorcee's dream.
0: <laughs> I,
1: how First did you, and how did year, you like, would you watch season, season one, season two? I waited a while
0: and I've been watching the second season, but it's, you know, it's okay. It's, you know, girl stuff. We like that stuff. It's a good reprieve from the horror movies and everything else that I watch. So there you go. Yeah.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to jump into your defense, Emily, because my wife loves Bridgerton. She's all about Bridgerton. Let, when Jason and, and Omi and I went out the other week, it was because she's like, I'm going to watch Bridgerton season two all weekend. So go do whatever the fuck you want to do. I decided yep. I needed to know why she liked it so much. So I watched Bridgerton season one with her. Cause this is also my answer yep. to, to the question is what did I watch? I watched Bridgerton and I get it. Yep. I don't care for period pieces, especially this period. Like I find it boring as dirt, but I get it. and, uh-huh. and, World? What's his name? Uh, Jean Valjean yeah. or Reginald Paul yeah, he... John Reginald Paul Johnson. That man <laughs> I get it. I, as you know, I came out on this show as
2: heteroflexible. You know what? It's more what I've been hearing more than watching. Uh, I have only, what are you been watching? Yeah, man, I'm so late to the fucking party of uh, Batman the Audio Adventures on HBO Max. It is a podcast of like old school storytelling on the radio. <laughs> Batman uh, stories some of the best Batman story I've ever heard has been on this podcast they have commercials coming from Gotham City where they have little jingles that come around like if you see gas from the scarecrow go the other way it's done in a song format in a can-can song format um you know there's a beautiful. oh my god there's such a beautiful I don't want to spoil for everybody there's a beautiful Joker story where he calls up these uh radio hotlines and he calls himself Joe, and he fucks with the the radio DJ, and trades in, says, like, listen, I won't bomb this place, I'll trade it in. And he puts this uh, DJ in a very compromising situation to either kill hundreds of people, be responsible, the Joker will give you how to detonate the bomb if you give him the home address, and it's done with a bunch of SNL love. If you love SNL, a lot of SNL car- uh, 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 cast are doing some of the roles. Jason Sudeikis, I think one of the writers in there. Uh, Keenan Tommen is in there. Uh, Batman is played by Jim Gordon, uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. I arrived this, uh, this last weekend and found this on HBO Max. It's it's perfect, go it go give it a listen. It's called Batman The Audio Adventures. Okay.
3: We'll have to check it uh, out. Uh,
2: John Leguizamo um so it, it uh two faces having internal dialogue with himself because we can hear it now yeah. so he's like we always we don't fight with the coin we don't fight with the coin whatever the fuck the coin says we do all right we do that um so yeah go listen it's it's great but um hbo max uh the batman on uh the audio files i'm super late to the table it's probably been out for a couple of years
1: Sounds awesome, man. Awesome. That's a great recommendation. Well, thank you everyone for uh, tuning in this week. back next week with Lego Batman is the last theatrical Batman movie we have to do. And then we're going to have a break for a week, but we're going to come back Friday, May 6th with a live episode. So we will um, uh, put that up so that you can see it on social media. But we're going to do a live episode Friday, May 6th. We'll be streaming it on our Facebook page uh, we'll at yeah, we'll comic, figure it out. uh and uh YouTube as well at cameras. uh and on our, our, I don't know, maybe our website. I don't know. I'm still building our website. So yeah, we'll figure it out. yeah we, so we're, we're going to do a live stream. Uh If you can't, we'll be able to hear the live stream. We'll put it on as the last episode of the season. It's the season finale. But if you can tune in, we're going to have some Batman themed cocktails and we are going to fight and we want to hear you if the best Batmobile. Too, right? Yeah. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to, uh, com- I think we're gonna give away the animated series, I think is what we said. Uh or or some of the movies. Who knows? You know? Uh tune in for that. We're gonna do some giveaways.
3: Yeah, we're make gonna sure fight you about who's best Batman, mail what was to, the best Batman uh,
1: movie
3: Cult classic. You we're know, gonna uh the One six oh four three nine. Maybe we'll open up some letters live on the final episode. That's if we get mail. That's if we get mail, we get mail. nobody's sending anything. <laughs> we got a billion listeners and now one person can pick yeah. up a pen and paper.
1: Send your if, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's just because the mail is out of date. If we said, if we give an email address, we'd have 10 million emails tomorrow. Uh, I, uh, yes. And also I forget, I don't know if I mentioned this. You can debate with us. If you tune into the live show, we will take your comments and we will add. The show. So like join in, fight with us. It's going to be fun. And, uh, that's it. So thank you all for listening and we will catch you next week. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Cult Classic Comic Show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That's what helps us reach new listeners and keep the show going. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Chimeras Comics, or join our Facebook group at Chimeras Comics Community. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.